0: If you've been craving having better and more intimate partnerships, especially in romantic partnerships, this clip may be for you. You know, in working with hundreds of people around planet Earth, around helping them create a more purpose-driven, meaningful life, inevitably, the issue of relationships always comes up. Why? I think it's because we are wired to find meaning through relationship. Um, It's not something you can sort of bypass and still feel like you've lived a fulfilling life. It's often a great source of stress, anxiety, all of our deepest fears, our limiting beliefs, our shadow work always shows up in this area of our lives. And I think it's time to up-level our conversation about um, what it takes to have a fulfilling relationship, and in this clip, I want to address something that a lot of my clients have been talking about. Um, in our culture, there is often a lot of resistance around the idea of being uh, dependent. You know, uh, nobody wants to be seen as that dependent, weak person. Maybe I'm—I don't want to be the hot mess that everyone feels sorry for. I—it seems weak. It seems shameful to be so um needy uh, that the there's a strong desire to never seem needy in this culture no 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 i shouldn't be needy and neither should you that's a shameful thing i need to have my act together and in fact i want to be one of those people who is truly independent i can have a great job a wonderful home i can do everything all by myself and because someone told me that that was the path to creating and attracting a better intimate partnership, that until I'm totally loving of myself, I'm not able to be fully in relationship with anyone else. And so, if I have any issues of of neediness or an area of um, feeling vulnerable, I need to go work on that and present to the world my final, my finished, perfected self of total self-sufficiency, and then I will attract somebody else who's totally self-sufficient, and lo and behold, we can ride off into the sunset together. Does this sound familiar to you? I think this is something that's been sold especially to a lot of Western women in the desire to be respected and being treated equally in the workforce. Yes, of course. And sometimes there's a sense that maybe something's been lost in this conversation when we're talking about these two poles of, well, I don't want to be needy because that's just shamefully embarrassing and weak and I don't want to be seen as that. And on the other extreme, I want to be independent. And I notice, you know, when I'm in this independent way of being, it can feel a little bit lonely. Um, I could end up attracting partnerships that don't really fulfill me. Um, They can feel... Mm, a little less than fulfilling, certainly better than being a hot mess, but there is still an internal awareness that something is missing. And so sometimes people say, well, maybe we need to meet in the middle. And I just want to invite you into a different model of this. Up to now, there's been assumed that there are two models. There's two polar opposites, right? There's codependency. Um, or hyper-independence, inter which, by the way, is often um, also a sign of trauma. Uh, When people are driven to be so independent that they don't need anyone, it's often a result and a reaction to earlier trauma. So don't be fooled. When people are hyper-independent, it's often to mask a deep fear of vulnerability. And, of course, without vulnerability... It's difficult to invite in the quality and the type of intimacy that would truly fulfill us. So in my conversations with people, they say, well, we should meet in the middle. There should be, uh, I've used the term interdependence before. And what I meant by that was a certain awareness that there needs to be enough of an opening um, in this dance with another, that if you are like Fort Knox and so independent It can be hard for others to know you and support you the way you'd like. Oftentimes there's a lot of resentment that kicks in because it still feels lonely even though I'm in a relationship. I'm not getting what I want but I don't know how to tell my partner what I want. He or she should just know what I want without me telling them and why don't they understand and I'm forever doing all the giving and none of the receiving. By interdependence what I meant was that there is a And a more interplay, there is an opening for the sharing, which does involve um, vulnerability. And it's not done in a codependent way where someone else's energy totally engulfs someone and takes over because that model of merging is not very functional. Um, Neither do you want a model where someone comes in and rescues you. That would probably be more like the Cinderella model, uh, that has been sold sometimes that someday your prince will come, that a man will come down and rescue you from yourself, and off you go into the sunset to live happily ever after. And in di- in looking at the dyna- dynamic of that, that can be kind of a father-daughter dynamic, which is not sexy. Conversely, if you are more of a um, hyper-independent woman, and you find yourself attracting people that have um, a lot of issues, for example. Um, sometimes this can result in a queen prince energy, that a mothering energy. I attract a lot of men who need me, maybe because I need to be needed. And it can feel like I'm mothering them. And that eventually doesn't feel very sexy either. Or I attract men that aren't quite fully emotionally available either. And we're sort of reflecting each other. So we're talking about the, the this third option. I've used the word interdependence, which doesn't mean codependent. It doesn't mean hyper independence. It means, um, you know, a, a reasonable give and take. And what happens with that? Sometimes, because we're so inexact in talking about energy people assume that it's kind of a lukewarm, like you take halfway between codependent and independence is this thing called interdependence. What I'm suggesting is that it's not 2D. It's actually a 3D model. That there is another point that you could technically say is in between, but it's not on the same plane. Um, By that, I mean it's like a three-legged stool, Instead of meeting halfway between two points, it's actually the third point that can add a whole lot more stability. And in this clip, I'm only going to talk about one aspect of this. But you can imagine that, yes, in your personal development, we are developing skills to becoming more who we are, to be self-sufficient, to know our own needs, to own our own energy, uh, be able to provide for our own self-sufficiency. Yes, yes. And when you are able to regulate your own energetic system, it can feel really good, it can feel uh, strong. And when you master it well, often there's effortless left over for someone else. So that if someone else is not having a great day, Could they regulate their own system if they've done their own work in managing their own energy system and looking internally at their limiting beliefs or or, uh, their own traumas? Yes, of course. And it's lovely to be in partnership with somebody that if you're having a bad day or going through a rough time, it's not a sense of, oh, you can't handle life. Let me come in and fix you. It's more of a Hey, I'm here and I've got plenty of of mojo regulation energy left over. It just it just spills over. I don't have to fix you. It's just in my energy field. And so if someone is feeling vulnerable, that can feel incredibly supportive. It's not a uh, a sense of you need to fix anything. It's a sense of I accept you the way as you are because I know you're working through something that you will always will. And I've got plenty of my own mojo left and I can actually uh, use some of that. You can take some of that and help co-regulate yourself. It's like excess. Have some and use it to help co-regulate you if you're feeling a little off. Yeah. So we know that. We want to be with partners that can manage self-sufficiency, yes. And the reality is of life, life throws us a lot of ups and downs. There will be days that no matter how uh, spiritually aware and personal development work we've done, it's lovely to be around someone and to be able to share a vulnerability and know that that person has enough uh, mojo left over that we can use to help regulate our energy. So there is a give and take in the energy field of co-regulation, not trying to fix someone else and not treating a coupledom as, you know, a merging of one as, as as if it's an amoeba of two people in one cell, but it's just when when you can regulate your own energy adequately. It's effortless to have some left over for someone else to benefit in whichever way they want. And it feels non-invasive and very supportive. So co-regulation, it happens only after each person knows how to do their own internal mastery. Hope this helps. Thanks.